Welcome to the Awake Church Podcast. At Awake, our mission is simple. Know God, take action. We pray this podcast will help you on that journey. I am so happy to be here with you today on Mother's Day. How awesome. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father, this is your word, and we honor your word this morning. I believe, Lord, that your word has power to touch, encourage, change everyone who will listen. So let it begin with me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord. Today we ask that your kingdom would come and your will would be done right here in this parking lot for every one of us. We honor you, we love you, And we're expectant that when we gather, you're in our midst and you always show up. In Jesus' name. So this scripture has an invitation, you guys. The invitation is Jesus says, come. And if we come, there's a promised outcome. But we do our part and he always does his part. So there's a direction. He says, come, take, learn. And who's he speaking to? All. All who are weary and heavy laden or burdened. And what's promised? Rest. Rest for your soul. Well, why should we trust him? Because he says he's gentle. He's humble. Because he said what he's going to give us is easy and light. That's all packed into that scripture right there. Jesus is offering himself as my solution, as your solution. He's offering himself as the answer if you're weary, burdened, and heavy laden. So when I was asked to share today, I said, Lord, what do you want to say to moms? He said, come to me. It was as clear as day. He said, I want you to ask them to come to me. You know, it's interesting because Mother's Day can carry a lot of joy. It can carry a lot of pain. It can carry a lot of shame. How mothers experience this is so different from mother to mother. There's moms who have lost children and are in deep sorrow. There's women who have begged and pleaded and prayed to conceive and haven't yet. There's women who have lost their husband when they became a new mom and the baby is a reminder that their husband's no longer there. There's all kinds of things. And then there's the sheer joy and hardship of being a mom. And I know we have all of that represented here. And what I love about God's word is it fits. One size fits all. So wherever you fall in the spectrum, 
of being a mom in your stage of motherhood. For me, it's being a grandma to six grandchildren. Um, wherever you fall, the Word of God's going to be applicable to your life. So I want to talk about weariness, because he says, Come to me, all you who are weary. Have you noticed that weariness just usually isn't a one-time event? It's an ongoing layer upon layer. Like, we're tired if we go work. Um, I helped Tim shovel a bunch of mulch, and I was tired afterwards, but I wasn't weary. I was just physically tired, because it was a one-time event. But weariness is something that can be a deep soul tiredness. You're tired of trying. You're disappointed. There's been heartbreak. There's been health issues. There's been emotional burdens. There's been consequences of sin that you've participated in. You're weary because you've overextended yourself. Can you find yourself anywhere in that? Weariness is all those and more. We could list more, I'm sure. I find in weariness, when I've given in to that and let all those things accumulate and build, it creates a stress that causes me to want to just shut down and withdraw. Like, I don't want to try anymore. Kind of want to give up. This kind of weariness is unproductive. And it can be a form of stress that just you literally say, nope, not doing anything. But it's interesting that he talked about being weary and burdened, or some say heavy laden. Dal, where are you? Would you come up here, please? I asked for a volunteer, and I did get her permission first. But the thing I think about being burdened, you can just stand right down there is this is what I watch. I get to meet a lot of moms. Remember, I have, my one daughter has four children. My son has two. And what I find about being burdened is a lot of people kind of do it to themselves. You don't want to say you did because you're a mom, right? But, ooh, it's flat. Somebody has to go to football practice, and then the other child goes to baseball, but don't forget, you have to cook dinner, and you haven't done that yet. But do you know what else? Sally forgot her book bag. Would you please put down? You have to take that to school, or she's going to flunk. But wait, you were supposed to get snacks for the team, and they're expecting you to bring water bottles. So don't forget that. And then do you know what else? Work asked you to stop by and sign that contract that didn't get signed, so would you please do that? But what we forgot to tell you is that your, or you reminded me, is your best friend is turning 50, and you're going on a trip, and she's so excited to have you, and you would rather crawl in a hole than go on that trip. So why I did this is there are so many things that we are burdened by that we've allowed in. We've said yes to. It's been stressful. And we're burdened. But this is what happens when I talk with moms is they feel like I have to do all of this to be a good mom. And honestly, men, this applies to you on all the things you've taken in. I have to do this. I have to do that. And then we're not doing anything well, and we're super stressed out. And maybe 
Oh, did we forget? You have to take the kids to the tutor and music lessons too. But, oh, play dates and birthday parties. Don't forget those either. Did we mention laundry? Dell, you have to do laundry too. Bible study, don't forget your GT. Wait, working out, where's your weights? Did you work out too? So this is what happens when we become burdened. It's a stress that you're on overdrive. Lots of times people freak out when they get to this point. Lots of action, very little peace. Can anybody relate to this? Yeah. Usually this will lead to poor me. Man, if anything's going to get done, I have to do it. Nobody will help me. I have to do this. I have to do that. You get into complaining and you get edgy, angry. When has anger ever worked? It's fake power. When has it ever worked? It just doesn't. But being stuck in this kind of stress is very destructive. It's chronic. Our society praises it. It expects us to live this way. But Jesus is saying, come to me. And it's funny, I actually had this t-shirt made just for today. I got it from my mama. And what I want to ask you mamas is what are your kids getting from you? Because sometimes they're not getting what we want to give them, but they're very much getting it by our behavior, by our words, by what we've given into. And if that's the case, we repent. God forgives us and we choose what we're going to give them that's life-giving. But I think about the very best part of Beth Johnson today I did get from my mama. She taught me faith. She taught me to love God. I would call her when Tim and I were in a stressed out church situation, crying because of what was happening. And she says, the Bible says you're blessed. I don't feel blessed. And I'm bawling. She goes, the Bible says you're blessed when people speak all manner of evil against you. And she'd just give me the word. And I'd hang up and think, she didn't feel sorry for me one bit. But you know what I think she probably did? Was she probably got off the phone and cried. How could they say that about Tim and Beth? How could they? But she gave me life in faith, saying this is what God says. I remember when uh, my daughter Julie was away at school and she called and her car had just broke down and it was really expensive. And at the moment, I didn't have it in my hand to give to her. I did have a credit card and I was just getting ready to give that to her and I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't do it. And I'm like, God's telling me, don't do it. If you meet all of her needs, she will never need me. Do you know part of this stressed, overworked, overcommitted is we're trying to be everything for our kids and there's no room for them to need God. I remember being torn in two, tears were just flowing down my face because as a mom, in that moment, I felt like a loser. But I was either gonna obey God or do what I thought a good mom would do, is pay for the car. And I, instead, I said, sweetheart, you know, this didn't take God by surprise, let's pray. And I prayed for her, did my very best prayer, got off the phone, and I cried. God, I feel like I've just let my daughter down. He goes, you just gave her me. Do you know God supernaturally met her need in a way she'll never forget? But had I just pulled out the credit card and do what we always do, 
She would have never remembered that. So I want to say when God asks us, come to me, he's asking for something different. So let's do something different. Let's break some cycles. Let's trust Jesus. Let's ask, where does the power of God meet my faith in my life? As a mom, as a dad, as a grandma, as a grandpa, everybody, where does the power of God meet your faith? Because there's grace for this. If he's told us come, there's grace to come. And what is grace? It's God's willingness to use his power on your behalf to empower you to be someone you could never be on your own. To do the thing you could never do without his grace. Do you believe that if he asks you to come to him, that then there's going to be power? Because you're not going to answer his invitation if you don't think anything's going to change. He wants us to believe he is who he says he is, and he can do what he said he'd do. So verse 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Could it be that he's asking us to be honest? Come to me. What would that look like? God, this isn't working the way I'm doing it. I'm restless. I don't have rest. I'm overwhelmed. What if he's just saying, acknowledge, how'd you get here? We know he's gentle, so he's not going to be mean. He's humble, so he's going to accept every single one of us. We're all important. So he says, come. You know, it's interesting, Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Like, there's so many scriptures that say we can have a divine exchange, but God's waiting for our part. His invitation is there, how will I respond? So when he said, I will give you rest... I looked that word up, and it's anapao, anapao. It's a Greek word that says to cause or permit one to cease from any labor or movement, so as to recover strength. It's an intermission. It implies that you had been toiling and had a heavy burden. So literally, he goes, I'll give you rest. So this word right now is he's saying, take a break. It's intermission time. I don't want you to do anything else. Come to me if you're weary and heavy burdened, and I'll give you rest. It's a pause, a reprieve. It's really interesting. I think he's asking that. I think he wants us to know the meaning of that word so that we literally stop. He has our attention, and he's going to ask us to do something different. He's going to say, Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this is the invitation to believe in God's ability to supersede, to overtake, to overwhelm and change our current reality. Because all those things that Dal was burdened down, all those commitments, all those things, Maybe at work, 
maybe a building project, maybe all kinds of things. All the things that have to be done, God totally knows that. But if we're doing it the wrong way, his grace doesn't feel sufficient. But when we come to him and do it at his invitation, we can still get a lot done, but it doesn't destroy us. And that's what he's asking here. It's really interesting. The invitation to take his yoke is to believe. If you read earlier in this chapter, Jesus is really rebuking the crowds for not believing. All the miracles he'd done, everything, and they still would not believe he was who he said he was. And at the tail end of that, he's saying, but come to me, all you who are weary. So he's just said, I've done all of this and you won't believe. And now he's saying, inviting us into believing he can do something. And I, I just as I sat with this for days, the invitation here is, will you believe me? So it's so interesting. He says, you will find rest for your souls. It's a different rest. That first rest was cease from all activity, take an intermission, pause. Do you know what this rest is? It's anapausin. It's not to rest from work, but rest in work. Kind of like what Don prayed. It's not inactivity. God's not just saying, take a chill pill. Some people think God's rest is he's going to tuck you in for a nap. I've never had that. It doesn't mean he won't ask you to take a day off or take a nap. But his rest is during activity. This kind of rest right here, I love it so much, is support you from sinking, sustain you with strength. Who needs that? Both hands, me. So it's not inactivity, but it's harmonious working of all of me with him. Because I found my satisfaction and fulfillment in him, I will have rest for my soul in the midst of activity. That's his invitation. His invitation is to believe. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, what's hard is he knows what he's asking of us. And every one of us, it's going to look a little different, but we'll recognize it in one another. I think it's interesting that... God asked Moses' mom to put him in the Nile River. Do you know what's in the Nile? There's like 30 types of snakes and half of them are deadly. There's all kinds of things. I looked it up and I'm like, what mama would ever do that? We kind of read it like it's the lazy river at the water park that she put him in. That made no sense. I bet you when we get to talk to his mom, she didn't know he was going to be the deliverer of God's people. She just couldn't lean on her own understanding, and she just had to say, okay, this is the option. This is what I feel like I'm supposed to do. So what's the option that God's asking you to do? What is he asking you to believe in coming to him? What is he trying to change your busy lifestyle, heavy yoke, heavy burdens, and he's asking you to believe? Because I feel like it takes the scripture to a new level when he says, trust me with all your heart. He's saying, trust me with your mama's heart. I have moms that say, you don't understand. 
I'm so afraid for da 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 and God da 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 and I said, God never wants you to be afraid. And what you're doing is you're telling God that he's not able to care for the ones that he's given to you. Now, can I tell you fear comes against us? Fear like I had never experienced once I had my first baby. So I'm not putting any of us down for fear coming to us. It's, are you making room for it? Because God's saying we're not supposed to. We're supposed to trust God with all of our heart, not lean on what we can understand. Ask him about everything, and he'll direct our path in this process. I'm thinking Moses' mom didn't know, but she just leaned into the only thing she felt led to do is put him in the Nile. That doesn't ever seem like a good option to me. But you know, there's a lot of things God has asked me that at the time did not seem like a good option. It wasn't on my list of top 10 of, yeah, that, let's do that. It was like, what? But when we come to him and take on what he's asked, instead of letting the burdens be insecurities, sin, trying to figure it out, paying my own way, I'll do it myself, I'll do it by myself, but I say, God, I'm, I'm going to take on your yoke of being vitally united with you. I am going to believe you. I'm going to trust you that this is what you have, that this is what you want for me. I want to read this to you out of the message. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So let me ask you, is that where you are? Are you weary? Are you burdened? I don't know about you guys, but I have opportunity every week to become weary and heavy laden. Do you? I mean, seriously. Like if you're like me and you like to get a lot done and you know, you pack your schedule, I can go from full on trusting God and knowing what I've said yes to as God to how did I get here? And often it is the condition of my heart that I went from grace to fretting and fear. And I feel like today God's saying, what is it that you want? Do you want what it says? Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I'm going to read my definition of grace to you again. I'd like you to just close your eyes. This is what grace is over your life. It's God's willingness to use his power on your behalf, to empower you, to be someone you can never be on your own, to do the thing you could never do without his grace. So he's saying, come to me. I promise you that whatever situation is represented here, Jesus has a solution. And that's not just a pat, 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 Christianese thing. It is what 
the gospel says. The good news is God has power to change your situation. But you get to do it on his terms, not yours. So he's saying, are you weary? Are you heavy laden? Come. And I'm just going to ask you, this just doesn't, isn't for moms. It's for anybody. If you're in a place and you would say, I have been doing it on my own, and not only am I weary and stressed out, I'm mean. Or I don't even know where the best, self, the best part of me went. That's what happens. You know, we need one another. I remember not long ago, I went to my boss, which happens to be our pastor, and there was a lot of things on me, and I just needed clarity on what everything was. And he just helped me see what was pressing, what wasn't, and all that. I'll do that with Tim. I'll do that with a friend and say, man, this just, and we need help. We need the prayers of the saints. We need one another because we're in this together. And I just feel like if there's something you know that, man, I have just been so off because I've been doing it my way, not the way he's invited, I'd like you to stand up. If you've been the one that is weary and heavy laden, we don't have to know why, but I want you to stand up as an act of faith that you're going to take his invitation to step into his grace being sufficient, step into doing the work with him, yoked with him. And what we're going to do is we're believing with you this is going to shift. You guys, there's people standing up everywhere. I'd like you to lay hands on them if they don't mind. And we're going to pray. I want you to pray for them because it's going to shift today. Thank you for listening to today's message. For updates on future episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. For more information about Awake Church, visit awakechurch.com.